I've always loved a good mystery. The introduction of the cast of characters, often with dubious intentions. The twists and turns as suspicion moves from one character to another as additional motives are discovered or clues unearthed. And of course, the persistent sleuth who always seems to be one step behind, but is in fact one step ahead of everyone else. That said, aside from a the great old series that would often run on masterpiece theater like Sherlock Holmes, Perrault, Miss Marple, there haven't been many in recent memory that really stand out, at least to me. Then along comes 2019's Knives Out, an ensemble cast of characters set in what is described as a clue house. This movie has all of the tropes we know and love in a great whodunit, and yet it manages to play with the genre in a way that feels unique and fresh. I'm curious about Glenn's thoughts. Do the liberties this movie takes with the genre push it outside of what one expects in a mystery? Or does it stay true enough to be a refreshing take on a classic formula? Spoilers ahead as we discuss Knives Out on Movies Will Save the World. will save the world. My name is Glenn Cooper. And I'm Chris Peterson. And today we are discussing the 2019 movie Knives Out, which I picked for the theme of best clue movie that's not clue, uh, and, <laughs> which is kind of a cheeky uh, uh, theme to pick. I, I've been talking about clue um a little bit here in our household because of uh one of my kids doing a theater production of clue and yeah my, my feeling on the movie clue is there's two types of people in the world um people who love clue and people who don't really remember clue and i feel like i'm in the second half <laughs> but i know someone who has like uh, a speech from the movie tattooed on their calf so i know that those people exist yes yeah no, I think yeah. all right. I, so I was thinking about it. I mean, what we're <laughs> what we're talking about here is a whodunit. I mean, it's, yeah, that's yeah. essentially that's that's kind of the world that we're and and there's lots of good whodunits out there. So this mm-hmm. is the one that you liked. <laughs> it's the one that I selected. Watch. No. <laughs> yeah, and it's it, thank goodness it's a movie I like. So. Yeah, yeah. and. One of the things, I think this movie knows exactly the genre that it's playing in. It has tons of references, right? It it references Clue. It says the guy lives in a Clue house. It references Murder, She Wrote, right? It references yeah. Sherlock yeah. Holmes, like the game is afoot and all that. Like, yep. it's it's paying homage to all yep. of that stuff. So there's uh, no... Uh, yeah, no trying to exactly. get around, you know, the, the, the shoulders on which this movie is standing. Yeah. Now it has all the standard tropes of mm-hmm. yes, the, the the classic whodunit, um, <laughs> you know, or the family in the house. And uh-huh. although there's only one, that the only difference is is that yeah, here we're investigating a murder slash suicide slash murder, uh-huh. <laughs> whatever it is. So um, maybe 
for the sake of our fandom, um, <laughs> just, just describe me the, the, the setting, the plot. What, what's, yeah. what's this movie about? What's going on here? <laughs> what is going? Oh, that's the question, right? The game is afoot, Watson. Um, I'm not sure which of us is Watson, but um, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, if you haven't seen it, go see it because we're going to spoil everything about it. Everything, um, which is kind of the whole, yeah, which is the fun <laughs> of the movie. Yeah. Well, so let's just start with that, right? Like this movie is, it is a whodunit, but it starts or, or it reveals at the midway point that, you know, Harlan Thromby, right? The mystery writer of great renown. He's sitting on a fortune. He's surrounded by his family um, to certain extents involved in his uh, legacy. Others, not as yep. much, but clearly like there's a, there's a family dynamic here, right? And there's everyone kind of surrounding it, which we'll get to more. Um, uh, and then he mysteriously dies and, and supposedly by suicide, although the method of suicide is him slitting his own throat, which is pointed out as a very, very bizarre way to do yeah. it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and then, and then we get the, the investigation from there. Did he die by suicide? Uh, was it, was there foul play afoot? And, you know, as we find out again, spoilers, uh, it was both, there was both foul play and he actually did kill himself. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe, you know, a good place to start with this is, you know, the way the movie opens. In fact, I would say the entire first half is like the interviews with the family members and, uh, we're, I'm sure we'll get into the cast, but good Lord, what a cast in this, in this movie. It's like, yeah, this so is a many. pretty Im impressive group of actors in this thing. <laughs> it's so many yeah. people I love all in one place, you know? Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, we, we start with the interviews of everyone sort of retelling the night on which the incident happened. Um, one of the things that I love is you see sort of reenactments of that night, but as each person is retelling their story, you know, the reenactments change to be yeah. from their, their perspective, which I thought was a fun a fun little thing. And, and one of the things, I don't know if we should go into this now, but like, I think this movie is a great example of like, and maybe you can't avoid it with mysteries, but there is so much exposition, but I think expedition exposition done really well, um, in this, in this movie. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to, <laughs> yeah, like you said, you'd have, you'd have to in this movie to give, yeah. you, you know, and, and essentially, yes, like, um, like an Agatha Christie whodunit type book. You have a bunch mm -hmm. of characters and you have to know something about them so they know you have an inkling of what their motivation is mm -hmm. and what just happened or else right. you don't you don't care. I mm -hmm. mean, there's like no reason to invest in anybody. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, because they're thrown into what? It's like a week after the actual event is that right. correct one week after harlem thromby's demise is what the title card gives us yeah so <laughs> um and then we piece together i mean it's like okay um marta is um who, who is our protagonist through the tale mm -hmm. um anna de amaras is um she, she's excellent i've yeah. I don't know how many I've seen her only in a few movies, but yeah. she she has to hold this whole bizarre story together. And um <laughs> that's like 
Yeah, I mean, she holds. I mean, as a character, she holds her own, and they. I think they picked the perfect actor to do it too. I mean, she's yeah, no, awesome, and, and how she kind of has to be the the kind of the calm, kind person through mm-hmm. like all this deception and <laughs> evil family shit that, of these of these awful people. Yeah, uh, she <laughs> she does a great job. I I really I think. I've seen her in a couple of things, but this is the first movie that she really stuck out and, and was in a leading role that I have seen. And I know, um, she's done a ton of, of other work. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, I, I agree. She, she was so great in this and holding her own against, you know, this, this cast that includes, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, <laughs> Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Collette, good Lord. Yeah. Right. Daniel Craig, Chris Evans. I mean, like Frank Oz is Ill- like I want to talk about. I Frank know. Oz. I want to talk Frank about Oz. Frank Oz. <laughs> <laughs> and Lakeith Stanfield is great as as the yeah. detective, and Noah Segan as his sort of backup. <laughs> are such a good pairing, but no, she holds her own. Oh Jesus Christ, Christopher Cl- Plummer, like <laughs> also yeah, him. I was I was, I was I was waiting you to get to <laughs> to Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Um, who's pretty much good in everything. I know. Um, I know. Yeah. But yeah. And then, um, yeah. So we're thrown into this. Yeah. The, I mean, it's an easy way to do this for, mm-hmm. a, for the audience is just to like, let, let's have the detectives talk yeah. to the people and give us their, you yeah. know, every, everyone gives their story. And of course it's going to be different. Right. Um, you know, depending on, <laughs> depending on who's, um, who's, Who's telling it? Yeah, because yeah. of the family dynamic, right? And, right. and that, and that, that to me felt <laughs> that. I mean, it felt very real. Yeah. in the sense, not my own family, but I mean, <laughs> like, really. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could see myself. I, I was Hugh <laughs> Ransom. No, where's um, your where's your fortune going? <laughs> Which kid? <laughs> Our podcasting fortune that we're uh, yes, uh, diligently yeah. accumulating. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I, yeah, they, 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 it starts out not where you would mm-hmm. normally expect to start a whodunit, yeah. which would be like with the actual, you know, that there would be a murder and a secret and everyone is like, mm-hmm. it has an alibi and is accounted right. for in this and that, you know, this right. isn't like that at all. It's already kind of subverting our, um our expectations about what happens. So, yeah. and then, you know, so like you said, the first half we're let down this, this trail of what we think mm-hmm. um, is supposed to happen. And then things, things get a bit more mysterious and confusing to me. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, I think it's a great way to set up this movie. I, I think one of the things that maybe we'll talk a little bit more about later, but um, I like that this movie Definitely, you know, grounds itself in the whodunit genre, but also really plays with that genre and sort of the expectations, you know. So the fact that it's starting after the event um, and we're diving into interviews with everyone, all the family members with their different takes, you know, and then we move forward into like acts two and three where we get a little bit more information. I think it's it's a lot of fun. Um, And I think... um, 
<laughs> one of the notes I wrote is like I could rewatch the first act, which I consider to be all the interviews basically, um, yeah. over and over again because <laughs> they do such a good job of like you know with the editing and 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 cutting from one person to the next and the sort of slow reveal of Daniel Craig's, which I don't know who came up with his name, but good lord, that's a genius <laughs> name, Benoit Blanc. <laughs> His slow introduction into the movie with just his little his click little, on the piano. Yeah, no. like, ding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. And I loved seeing everyone's sort of reaction to like, uh, okay, I'm sorry, but like, who is that? <laughs> you know, <what> <laughs> One of my favorite moments in sort of the opening montage intro, you know, you start to get the sense, uh, like at, at one point, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is being grilled by Daniel Craig, Benoit Blanc. Yeah. And, you know, he's sort of alluding to Walt, Michael Shannon's character, you know, <laughs> doesn't really, uh, you know, run the publishing or, or it's like right. there's something about rights to Netflix and the movies and, you yeah, know, and, yeah. All, and all the stuff. And, yeah. and she's totally like, you want me to get into family business in front of you? Like, I'm not going to do that. And then it cuts right to Don Johnson. He's like, Walt doesn't run shit. You know, just, and you just see like the, the relative sophistication of all of these different characters, I think is, is a lot of fun in this opening setup. But Charlie, Walt runs the merchandising, adaptations, film and television rights. I mean, are you baiting me detective? You know, he doesn't. And if you think I am dumb enough to be baited into talking family business, into shit-talking my baby brother in front of a police detective and a state trooper... Walt doesn't run shit. Because there are no TV and film rights. Harlan never allowed any adaptations of his books. Hated the idea. No. Yeah! Drives Walt nuts. Because that's where the real money is. Uh, so just, I mean, we've, we've mentioned some of the names already, but I mean, I, I love this cast so much. I mean, yeah. I mean, who's not to like in this <laughs> p pile of actors here? Yeah. I'll, maybe I'll just run, <laughs> run through a little bit. So first of all, like Daniel Craig. Uh, yeah. We got uh, James Bond. I know. And, and who I've <laughs> mostly seen as Bond. I, 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 he's done a bunch of other movies that I really like. Yeah. Um, Defiance, I think, is a movie from yeah, a few I remember years ago. that one. Yeah, um, but <laughs> good God, Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc and his <laughs> like foghorn leghorn accent that he puts on in this movie yeah, is I don't... so much fun. Now that's a weird. All right, so let's start there. <laughs> okay, I mean, that's just the casting choice isn't weird to me at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he is would make an excellent detective and he's James Bond. Right. But I don't understand why they gave him this kind of generic -y sort of... It's somewhere between, like, Savannah, Georgia, and... I mean, that's way more than what it is than, like, Kentucky Fried Chicken. But why, but, but why give him that ridiculous... He could have done it without the ridiculous accent. Or do you think he needed that ridiculous... Well, okay. Ac accent for the character. So let's talk about that a little bit. First of all, I just have to call this out, right? The Chris Evans quote, K uh, CSI yeah. KFC? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
it's so it's so funny. But like I think the way that his character is written, so much of his dialogue is like needlessly ver- verbose, right? Sure. Like sure. like at one point when he's talking about Marta's inability to tell a I lie. I was just think I was just thinking that. <laughs> he says you, you what is this? It's a regurgitative like, response to mistruth then. Yeah. So <laughs> like I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, maybe the writer's just like, I want to write all of these words and put them into a sentence that someone could say, and the only person I could imagine who would say it is this sort of like stereotypical, like yeah, George well, Drawl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it does go back to the tradition of like, for instance, Agatha Christie's yeah. characters like uh, Perrault, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Belgian detective and his yep. affectations mm-hmm. because. He is a foreigner, essentially, in <laughs> sure, you know, in England, and, and essentially, this is the same thing: a uh-huh. rich New England family and the southerner, um, <laughs> famous famous detectives in the New Yorker or whatever. The last of the gentleman uh, sleuths. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to read that article. I know. <laughs> I read a tweet about an article that you. <laughs> we'll get so, to Tony Collette in, a in that way. I think it's trying to put us in familiar, comfortable yeah. grounds, yeah. and so maybe, and that's maybe why. But again, it's funny. They, I mean, you could you could have picked other actors. <laughs> I mean, you could have picked Kevin Spacey or something, you know, to do. <laughs> not anymore. Well, I think but... well, not anymore. But at the time, <laughs> yeah. you could pick Kevin Spacey. Totally. Which, which they do make a reference to Baby Driver, actually, in the movie. I, I noted it. that. I want to talk about that chase, but we'll get there. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So we have uh, Benoit Blanc. Yeah. Uh, so. Just before we move on, I do think it's a good point, because he does need to be separated from... Um, the two cops, you know, Lakeith Stanfield, I think is, is really fun in this movie. Um, oh, yeah. And Noah Segan, of course, is the sort of trooper Wagner. who's like <laughs> trooper, the big, I know. the big fan of, of he's uh, the fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. He does need to stand out in a way. And I think, well, that's, that's a way he can stand out. Part of me also feels like, you know, if I'm Daniel Craig, I'm just like, let me play something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I'm sure that's what I don't mean. I don't know him, yeah. but <laughs> yet, um, but I think he did want to, I mean, he knew his era of bond was coming to a close and, yeah. you know, it, it seems like every actor who does take on James Bond wants mm-hmm. to then mm-hmm. remove themselves as sure. far away yeah. from that identity as possible when yep. they're done. Yep. Um, so maybe this is cause they are making the sequel now to this movie. Yeah. That's interesting. I have no I don't idea. Know, I don't know anything about it, but I, I don't either. That, I just know that he's in it. Yeah. I'm a little bit. Uh, it's like I get about anything that I really enjoy. Like, I'm not sure they'll be able to pull it <laughs> off again, you know? I don't know who you want to go to next, but I do want to talk about Chris Evans because... Yeah, there's the two Chris's, so we could go either <laughs> from the handsome Chris club of actors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, I mean... This is another one, right? Like, so you got Daniel Craig as James Bond, Chris Evans as Captain America, and they're both sort of playing against type Gets a little typed. bit here, you know? Totally. Which... <laughs> I think it works so well for both of them. Um, and especially Chris Evans is as such the antithesis to the sort of stand-up, <laughs> do-good Captain America that we've well, grown to know him for. I know. And it, the fact that he does it so well... In the sense that you do just hate his guts. I mean, that speaks 
Chris Evans is a talented actor. I mean, he's he is. Been in, he's been in dramas that I've mm-hmm. seen and really liked. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, he's what one of the most famous actors probably living today. And yeah. um, he he obviously took a you know kind of a not a bit part, but yeah. he played the villain in this mm-hmm. movie for because he wanted to, and <laughs> he he gave it his all, and it was he was despicable as it, this person he was and i think excellently so i mean you know, <laughs> exactly he played it so well and even the scenes with him and marta where like you're before yeah. you kind of get there and you you kind of want to think maybe because and not to jump into the plot a little bit but like he's kind of seeming like he's on her side against his ridiculous family. And you maybe want to believe that he's on the up, yeah. up but he's just a terrible, terrible person. <laughs> yeah. And at the time it was one of those tension things thinking like, yeah. Oh, is he okay? I can see maybe he has a motivation here that he wants his money and mm-hmm. he hates his family, but there's a part of me that's like, I don't trust him. You know, there's like, yeah, it's <laughs> just, there's just something about this guy. Um, <laughs> But, you know, Evans is like, I, you never think of him as like a great actor, but actually he's, he's, he's pretty good. I mean, seriously, I mean, he can, he can, he can bring his game when he needs to, it seems like, I mean, but, but you're right. I mean, he's just so famous as the most famous of the Avengers. So (laughs) the most, okay. Yeah. He's also the most boring of the Avengers. Oh, Uh, shut up. Do you want to go there? No, we don't need to go there. But that's part of what I about love. Which seeing. is the best Avenger? Oh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, maybe Thor. Uh, okay, we're getting way off track. All right, well, Thor, you have a, maybe Thor, but no way. Anyway, for now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that pause note. on this. Are you changing your movie pick for next week as we speak? <laughs> So we can get into the next franchise. M C, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, well, I, I don't, I don't know that we need to go through everyone here. First of all, Tony Collette is brilliant in everything she does. I, I know she, 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 she again, like one of my favorite actresses. Totally, and, yeah. And, she, and people forget she's Australian, right? I know, I and know. She does like this, like dead on, like. <laughs> Southern California. Like in, yeah, influencer. <laughs> like, I think she's supposed to be like Gwyneth Paltrow, kind of the I know, whole lifestyle the whole bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the first thing I thought of. Is I like, did too. <laughs> it's that balance of opposites that's the nugget of flam. Sorry, the nugget of flam. Oh, yeah, flam, your skincare company. Sorry. I forgive you. Yeah, it's skincare, but it promotes a total lifestyle. Self-sufficiency with an acknowledgement of human need. That's flam. Again, always brilliant. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, again, yeah. like uh, it's not like they got just lightweight no. <laughs> actors to do these roles. I mean. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is so good in this. I, I mean, there's a bunch of scenes that stand out to me, but I do love the moment where uh, Daniel Craig is sort of provoking her by sort yeah, of talking yeah. about Walt and, oh, he handles all the... And she's like, really? Uh, come on. I mean, like, yeah, it's He's, my business. I run my real estate business, but it's not the same. Like, dad gets yeah. him a book every two <laughs> two two books a year to publish. You know, she's, just, she's so good at that sort of, like, subtle, like, 
uh, entitlement, you know, and yep. like self-importance uh, in this role. It's really, really funny. Hey, no, it's spooky. Yeah. I know, like, as a person, she's like this totally kind-hearted, good <laughs> person, evidently, you know. Yeah. She, she, she has such a reputation, as, but again, she's playing against... Yeah. type in a lot of ways I yeah mean, apparently actors are able to do that i don't know <laughs> i guess good actors can do that i didn't know that i don't yeah. really see that many in movies <laughs> I, I also really love don johnson just like I I, he's like miami vice guy just showing know, up and he's, and he's like so good in this movie <laughs> i kept on having it's true i kept having to remind myself that's Don Johnson. I know, like, I know. Miami Vice Don Johnson. I know. Is he having a bit of a sort of resurgence? I feel like I've seen him more recently. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Was he ever gone? Not in my heart. Well, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He was in Django. Uh, Django oh. Unchained. Yeah. I, oh, that's totally true. I forgot that. Yeah. I, I, I know this because I clicked on his IMDb page. So <laughs> reading and get back to conversation he was in machete huh interesting all right <laughs> so you know the the other person we, i wanted to touch on we already mentioned frank oz frank oz is great he can do no wrong but um no, never <laughs> michael shannon is one of my favorite actors i love and him truly in- like a guy that's yeah like in so many good roles so many good things that he's not like you know star power or anything like that i know but he should but, be i know <laughs> he has such a presence uh, did you see the movie um before the devil knows you're dead with um oh gosh ethan hawk and philip seymour hoffman um gosh i want to say like maybe 10 years ago now, but it's a super dark movie. Like, oof. Um, (laughs) but Michael Shannon has this just minor part in it as this brother to this widowed sister. And he's just, I don't know. He's just has such a presence on, on screen, I think. And in, in this movie too, I think he shows a really good range of like, at certain points, sort of an imbecile in the butt of jokes, but then, you know, you right. have scenes like in the hallway where he's essentially threatening Marta and he's got this imposing yes. presence. It's totally ominous. Like, <laughs> what is he going to do to her? I know. I know. It, was, it was so yeah. creepy. Yeah. Um, the other, well, obviously the other two, I think we at least need to bring up mm-hmm. is um, Harlan and Marta. As yeah, the, true. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the core of the story. Yeah. Very um, good point. And she is, um, see, I've only seen her now, well, in this, this, <laughs> um, she was in the, in, what was it, the Informer? I have to look that up. Just remember yes, she was in the Informer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, like, like Clive Owen and mm-hmm. um, that, and then also in um, Blade Runner. Right. Uh, 2049. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, what? <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day that we talk about that movie. I I bring I love that movie. Okay. Really, you didn't like it? Eh, it's it's fine. It was a very <laughs> <And> pretty movie. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let me write that down here. <laughs> and then the the crazy thing is, she's in the new James Bond movie with Roger Craig. Uh, Ro- Roger yeah. Craig. Not, yeah. Not the. Not you mean the Roger Moore? Ford. <laughs> I did two James this, Bonds there and created a football player. That's impressive. Oh, this is a all the you, rails uh, episode here. <laughs> classic, you know, yeah. 
golden age of the 1949s. <laughs> anyway, I'm just babbling. Yeah. Damn it. So, all right. So, yes, we have Anna de Amaras. Yeah. She was, I mean, we've sort of... Uh, and she's obviously going to be like a bazillion millionaire star. Um, she just she better be because I mean just, her like, her performance in this was stellar. I mean she so she showed such a range of emotions in in her character, um, <laughs> and was able to sort of in these sort of dramatic mo- moments or yeah. you know uh, uh, whatnot. You know also pull out the comedy too i mean it was just yeah so and good. that's no and again i don't it's funny because i sometimes when they i don't know the sometimes they tell you like oh we considered such and such and such for this mm. role mm-hmm. and this and that and i don't know if that if i'm sure they did <laughs> they always yeah. do look usually well usually look for more than one actor to play mm-hmm. a role when they but um again it's hard to imagine someone else who i would have been sympathetic to uh, but also, like, think, like, you know, she's still, like, kind of ahead of the game on, every, on everyone. You, and But yet, like, you do. It's like even, um, like, uh, uh, Benoit Blanc said, like, you're a good, mm-hmm. you're a good person. You'll right. figure this out. Yeah. You know, and, and you're like, yeah, she will. <laughs> Whatever happens, well, kind of trust her. And I think from a casting standpoint, right, like, I know she's a, a great actor. Um, she's lesser known to an American audience. And I feel yeah. like that helps her in this role in that, you know, she's up against all of these other people that we know. And she needs to be sympathetic to us as the audience and, and, and relatable to a certain extent. She's the only real, like, I mean, Daniel Craig is probably a fine human being. Uh, or, or Benoit Blanc, I should say, is probably fine, yeah. and the, the the two cops are probably fine. But other than those two, like she's the only like human being out of this entire cast. Everyone else is exactly. Terrible. No, she right. is like kind of yeah, the moral center that we try to right. grav- gravitate around. Right. Um, and then um, obviously we have to talk about the late Christopher yeah. Plummer as well. Yeah. That does show up a lot in this movie mm-hmm. <laughs> post-mortem um his character i mean um you know i mean this guy's won a few oscars he's yeah. been i mean <laughs> it's just like he, he was famous before i was alive <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. he was like soup he was super famous before yeah. i was born and then just kept on acting till the very end i know and um this was one of his one of his last roles i can't remember mm-hmm. he did do something after this but i don't anyway um just the fact that you had him in there like up to the ante i think for everyone too i know um, i i love him i i love him and basically everything i've seen him and he's 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 great yeah except for the sound of music he sucked in there <laughs> Is that is that a real opinion or is this a controversial? <laughs> all right, here's all right. Here is a here's a here's a confessional about. Uh-huh. We should we should have that in every episode now from the podcast. <laughs> confessional. I have I have never seen the sound of music. Oh man, <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> I don't think I have either. <laughs> I mean, I've seen parts, I, I, right? I, I, I've seen. I kind of know what it's about. 
I've seen Julie Andrews like spinning in the hills. Yeah, and like all those fucking songs and like but what the movie's about, I think they're escaping from Nazis, right? Yeah, yeah, it's But he's of... he's not the Nazi though, is he? He's like a nice he's like a I don't, is he like what? Their teacher or something? I have no idea. <laughs> So maybe we should do the sound of music next. Dude, oh, I mean, we can. If we have I mean, to. I don't, I don't want, uh, but I would be very happy to live the rest of my life going to my grave saying he never saw the sound of music. Here lies Chris Peterson, never saw the sound of music. Uh, we were going to pick it for the next episode, but instead he chose Predator 2. <laughs> Before we move off the cast, I just I just want to call out Ricky Lindholm uh, as uh, Michael Shannon's uh, wife, uh, Donna. Oh yeah, I, I for, you forget about her that she's in it because she doesn't really have that much to. I do, know but. she's only got a few lines, but um, and she's from a, a great comedy uh, duet, Garfunkel and Oates. I think. Yes, I was she's thinking. Hilarious. I was thinking that immediately. <laughs> yeah, um, but possibly one of my favorite moments in this movie is when. Michael Shannon is talking about my wife, Donna. He says, she's my rock. And it cuts to her, like, being startled and, like, dropping a glass. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually a lot of good comedy in the Mm -hmm. film like that. That didn't, again, need to be there, but it did add to the overall... Just to kept a kept us in the right mood of yeah. taking this thing a little too seriously. I think that's I appreciate <laughs> totally, it. Totally. Because there are some cr- totally cringy scenes that I know you didn't need. You did not need these scenes for the story. I mean, they okay. did not add. They did not add nothing. You know, they. Um, Let's hear like, it. Like, yeah. So, like, what was it? I think it was. I'm trying to think of the timeline here. If it was actually Harlan's birthday night. Anyway, they were talking about immigration, right? <laughs> and, and and like they have like the the Drysdales, you know, yeah. that's Don Johnson and Jim Lee Curtis. Um, you know, and you know, he's obviously like a real, you know, hardcore right wing guy. Mm-hmm. Um but which is weird because their son isn't. It's the um, that uh, Walt's son. Yeah, the Walt's son is like Jacob, the, <laughs> the alt right troll. Yes. He has so many good like insults. <laughs> All the best insults are levied towards him in this movie. He's like, yeah. "Well, your son was <laughs> joyless to, to a picture of a dead deer. Yeah, joylessly <laughs> masturbating to pictures of dead deer. Like this. I think I want that as a bumper sticker. I don't. I'll leave it to you to guess what it means, but I kind of feel like that would be a great bumper sticker to have. Oh, I just laughed out loud when you (laughs) said that line. But anyway, they did that thing about like, you know, America's for Americans, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, get get Marta, bring her in here. And you're just like, oh, shit. Like, you just feel like, you know, people, though, like this, Uh, that it's like. Yeah, you did it the right way. Your family, you know, okay. and it's like, yeah, let's just dehumanize a person right here in front of the whole room of people. Yes, be, it, it, that's enjoyable. It, it was awful, um, and I made a note of all of the different countries that they said she was from. <laughs> was, they said, I, yes, I was, yeah, give them to me because I can only think of four. They, there were four. They said Ecuador, <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. Uh, at some point, they said Paraguay. Uh, yes. In that scene you're talking about, Don Johnson says, your family's from Uruguay. Uruguay um, is what he's thought. Yeah. And, and then, then uh, Chris Evans at the end says, you're Brazilian nurse. So he thinks she's <laughs> from Brazil. So. Did uh, we actually find out where her, fam- what her family is? I don't think so. I don't yeah, think exactly. so. It doesn't, think it, it doesn't matter, no. right? But no, that's the, that is a running, reoccurring. Like, yeah. I Okay, I think maybe that does serve one one purpose in the, the storyline, at least, because uh-huh. they keep on saying, oh, you're just like family to us, you're one of us, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And they don't even know where the fuck she's from. Right, you know? right. They, don't, they, they really know nothing about her. They, they don't. And in fact, the very first scene of the movie, or not, sorry, not the first scene, but we, where you're introduced to Marta, um, you know, and she's in the kitchen, and she gets a call yeah. from Walt on her cell phone. And he, and she answers, hi, Walt. And the voice, Michael Shannon's voice says, hi, it's Walt. Like he doesn't even (laughs) listen to to her when she says, hi, Walt. And she's like, I know. Yeah. So like nobody is paying attention to her. Nobody sees her as a human being uh, throughout any of this. Um, Yes. Because we're talking about this scene, this is going to like break our format, but this is my key scene. The one that you're talking about now, the whole immigration part, that's what I chose for key scene for this. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. And this was a last minute change up. I had a different key scene. So maybe if we want to, we can come back to that. But um, the reason I chose this is... um, I do think that, like, first of all, y- you can watch this movie as this is just a fun whodunit, and it totally holds up as that. You can watch it as it's funny, it's an ensemble cast, it's yeah. a story to to you know uh, entertain. Um, but I do feel like there is um, some you know <laughs> not so subtle uh, messages that this movie is sort of trying to put out there. And, and I think one of the big ones is this sort of mythology of the pulling yourself up by your uh, own bootstraps and sort of the I, okay. self-made person, right? Yeah, um, good point. And, right. you know, in, the, in this conversation, right, Don Johnson's character <laughs> is talking about, like, she did it the right way, the legal yeah. way. And she's going to make, right. you know, if you work hard and you try hard, you can make. And he even says, like, if you work hard and you try hard and then gestures to the family like all of us did. And it's <laughs> such a common thing, which is like none of these people are responsible for their own fortune, right? Even Jamie no. Lee Curtis is making the point of like, I started my own company. And then you hear later. And then from, we found out, right. Yeah. It's like with a million dollar loan from dad. Right. Like, so this is this, yeah. this myth is perpetuated <laughs> in our culture and this like idea of there are no handouts. Well, like everyone gets a, like everyone builds on, on yeah. something that comes before them. Right. Um, uh, you no, know, that's, that's, that's a, that that is a, I never put those two elements to to. I mean, they're both present, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. I never put that together in the terms of like, yeah, that was the whole point <laughs> through, through through all this is that none of them were. No. I mean, even even at the end, I mean, it was so funny. <laughs> like 
where Chris Chris Evans like I, if, I think you're gonna take our ancestral home <laughs> and he's like he's like are you kidding me he he bought in the eighties from a Pakistani billionaire <laughs> I'm gonna say this just to you no cameras no courtroom just you because you know it's true. We allowed you into our home. We let you watch our granddad. We welcomed you into our family. And now you think you can steal it from us? You think I'm not going to fight to protect my home? Our birthright? Our ancestral family home? <laughs> that, that, that is hooey. You know, Holland, he bought this place in the 80s from a Pakistani oh, real estate shut billionaire. Up, Blanc, shut up! Shut up! I love that line so much. And for me, it was such a cathartic thing to hear and even just the way daniel craig delivered oh, like yeah. just this unabashed he, 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 like laugh out loud guffaw like are you bullshitting me right now this i know is... he nailed it oh god it was so so good but i think and i think that's why you know i i feel like so much of this entitlement right and this mythology especially you know in in our country and I don't know how unique this is to our country, but it is very, very present in our country. This notion like permeates all of these issues that have real impacts on people, right? Like this whole, you know, Don Johnson in that line, in that scene is vocalizing. I think what a lot of people think, like she oh, did yeah. it the quote right way, you know? And if any, if everyone just does it, they'll get ahead just, you know, and it's just like, I don't know. No, and, and that's like the whole, I mean, this was still, I mean, we're still in the Trump presidency when this movie was made. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and our, our former president is not, not, he, there's nothing about him that's self-made. No. I mean, he grew up, he grew up as a, as a child of privilege, has been bailed out by his father countless times with, for millions of dollars, much less cheating the system constantly you know there's nothing i mean as far as so he is an excellent example of and he's the one railing against like all like the immigration right? they're coming to take our way of life away <laughs> oh yeah my God. like what what way of like I know. What, which which way uh i Wealth tax, I don't know, inheritance, like, you know, I don't know yeah. what what way of life is being <laughs> what, siphoned off. What is being threatened by people from Paraguay and Ecuador, <laughs> Ecuador. and Brazil and where? <laughs> oh, gosh. No, oh, in yeah. fact, right, there's another, there's a very subtle bit that I caught after watching it several times uh-huh. where he was, like, saying... He, he like Don Johnson is making a big speech about like, yeah, and then working hard and doing it the right way. And then he, he hands this empty plate of cake oh, to, I love it. to her. I love it so much. It's such it's a like, good F you, right? Such, yeah, it's like you are such a douchebag. Uh, so, but he plays it so well that you know. But the thing is, like, you know this guy. I That's know. That's what I mean. Like, I know. Now, I know him. I've I met him. I 100% know him. <laughs> and the way that he emphasizes certain words and he's like, yep. I just, you know, we came here the right, you know, he says like, there will be consequences. <laughs> like, there's just a way, like, oh my God, I've had Thanksgiving with that man. You know what I mean? Yeah, precisely. Exactly. Yeah. No, and that's, so that, I mean, the whole family dynamic bit <laughs> in the movie was, I mean, was, that was real. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's sure. not... 
you, that's not to me that wasn't a caricature of, uh, of these conversations because i know yeah i mean what, what is I, it I, we've all been around them i know what is it fran uh edie patterson's character who's like oh yeah. my god i'm gonna disappear while the politics are like i wanted to be like yeah yeah good call you're the only smart one insane one here seriously uh, yeah just yeah you gotta step out and yeah <laughs> take care of yourself <laughs> one thing i just wanted to uh that i did read is is don johnson handing that like not even looking but just holding the plate yeah. up that was an improvised like that was a, a choice he made and oh, oh man it's such a good well choice. done yeah i know you know so we're kind of catching up in the story now where it's mm-hmm. like um you know the 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 very much always made for Hollywood and TV scene where the will is read, and um, <laughs> you, they make a comment even in the in the movie like, yeah, it's not that really doesn't happen, uh, right, right, <laughs> in, in real life where it's like everyone hears about their prize money or something. Yeah. It's wills are, you know, you know full full well ahead of time that there's not going to be a surprise will and right you know it's just not that's just not what happens but it makes good drama <laughs> it does um, it does and just just to insert a bit of life experience here mm-hmm. um i actually worked clerked at a law office one summer mm. who um they were an advocate advocacy um, law firm for the elderly whose children were trying to get a conservatorship on them basically to control their money. Oh, good Lord. You know, yeah. So that there are families that uh-huh. are like, yeah, my, my, my dad is not in his right mind. Yeah. I can le- legally take over his finances and control them, become, you know, power of attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, and that where I worked, we were on the side, the good guy's side <laughs> saying like, there's a lot of like really selfish evil families out there that are trying to get, you know, their claws into something that's not there. So mm-hmm. that is a very, unfortunately, that's, that's not fiction. There mm-hmm. are, when it comes to money, um, people are awful. Yeah. I mean, they, they decide, you know, mm-hmm. lifelong relationships with family mean nothing mm-hmm. compared to getting a hundred thousand dollars or right. something stupid. I right. mean, it is, it is, it is brutally sad to see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what it does to people. And because I've been, you know, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been with people a lot in end of life mm-hmm. <laughs> times, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> where, where families are gathered and we're preparing a funeral service mm-hmm. and things like that. And I would say about 50% of the time people were like, there are, there are people in the family that just do, haven't talked to each other for like 20 years. Well, there's yeah. some, there's some ancient grudge. There's mm-hmm. some like, there's just something. Mm-hmm. Um, and death usually brings out honestly the best in people and the worst in people mm-hmm. in families. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen it both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there are finances or property or anything around people, people change. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's an, it's ugly. It is, it, and you, you just think that's like the worst in humans that I can see almost. Yeah, I mean I I imagine you're getting to this point in the will scene cuz that's exactly what happens. Everyone pivots yeah. on a dime, right? And Yep. attacks Marta, <laughs> right? And Jamie Lee Curtis like leading the charge, right? Oh man. 
she, that was... she she turns around and she's like pointing her finger and she's like, you little bitch. And then she's got the line, which cracks me up so much. She's like, were you boinking my dad? Oh, oh man. And like, if you have it on subtitles, you see all the other things that people yeah. say. And Are you going to talk like about every, Jacob? Every, everyone has like, yeah, like a really good little bizarre thing to say. Is Jacob the 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 um uh the, the weird the weirdo the right troll? Yeah, 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 yeah. What does he say? Like, I don't even know what he means. I don't he even know says, what that slang means. He says, "Did you have sex with my grandpa? You anchor baby, anchor." What is an anchor? Is oh, that, it's like I, a obviously... it's like a Fox News like right wing bullshit. Ah, uh, no wonder it's I about... don't know. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch more uh, Tucker Carlson, yeah. my friend. Um, uh, no. Yeah, no, it's a <laughs> it alludes to like people immigrating here and then having like have like oh, then so their whole that family comes family. up. I don't know. It's it's a bullshit. So that's thing. like a th- wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's where that comes from. Yeah. Well, and 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 I just want to like. So apparently the actor who plays Jacob, uh, Jaden Martell, um, like came up with that line and (laughs) like when they were shooting the scene, it's all like this, everyone's talking over each other. And I guess Michael Shannon heard him say it and said like, that's hilarious. And like pulled the director aside and said like, you got to make sure you get this. Um, Because it it did stand out to me. Because for one, it's like, that sounds awful. And I I don't know what that is. Yeah. But it's a a bullshit term. It's. Yeah. So. (laughs) So that whole thing obviously played up for ridiculous amounts of drama. Mm -hmm. But again, it's that's like not unbelievable if someone just thought they lost like a hundred million dollars or whatever totally like and then to this this person that they don't respect or trust you know or whatever they don't know her and they don't yeah it's yeah they had that whole thing too it's like don't worry we'll take care of you Mm -hmm. like that little page that patronizing conversation (laughs) we've always thought you were part of this family and you know you know that that lasts like two months (laughs) from now is when that support ends right like yeah <laughs> jamie the curse like i thought you should have been at the funeral but i was outvoted like they all say that like who they all say that, that. yeah like, <laughs> like so they think <laughs> for one like we vote like who gets, yeah. like and there's so much there i thought that is such a weird yeah everything about that is weird yeah. like yeah it's a funeral you don't really I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> on attendance, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I love about the will reading scene is, you know, Frank Oz is doing his spiel. We don't have to be, you know, legally not binding, but blah, 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 blah. Right. And right. he's like, you know, Harlan did make a change and he wanted me to read this statement in advance. And as he's reading the statement, none of them are listening at all. Right. Because his statement is basically like, I don't want you to be upset about my decisions, but they're just oh, like, see, okay. Okay. I thought the reason why they didn't give a shit about that was because right before that, they thought that ransom had been written out of the will. Yeah. Oh, so I, I see what you're saying. So, so, so they're thinking, I don't care. Oh. We know we, we don't care about ransom. Uh-huh. He deserves it. Right. Uh-huh. So they're thinking like, 
he was just saying that. So they're just oh. they're just blowing. That's what I think. That was their expectation was that the new will the new will will be I read see. and it I won't see. it won't have ransom in okay. it. Okay, interesting. That's I guess that's how I took that because I yeah because you're right because they're not like they don't care like whatever I mean. It doesn't. It doesn't affect me. Yeah, that's all, yeah. That's all that they care about. <laughs> well, right, because they're going through the assets, right? He's like, yep. sixty million in liquid accounts. You know, the house and all the belongings, and then the the publishing rights. <laughs> well, that was the, and that it, was the last thing. The house. She's like, get out of our house. Oh yeah. And they all and they all slowly turn. <laughs> and, and yeah. Oz reads like, and the house and yeah. all the contents. <laughs> Just side note on this whole scene is I I love that like Frank Oz's assistant is just pointing at the things that he needs to mention. He's like he doesn't. Even, oh God! Uh, and then and Sally. then and then the way it ends, it's like the it's dark. It's it's nighttime, and finally like Don Johnson's character comes back and he's like, uh, "Fuck you! Get out! You're worthless." And he's like, "Thank you, thank <laughs> you." Walks out. Can you imagine having to suffer these people for as long as you oh, did, right? no. Yeah. Oh, well, no. Well, so, yeah, yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I could see it. Um, I could see your point in that, you know, maybe they they were thinking that the announcement was Ransom being cut out. Because you're right. Uh, in the, the very previous scene, that was, that was revealed. So... Both the yeah. will reading and what precedes it was my other uh, pick for, yeah. for key scene. Uh, because <laughs> I'll just call it the eat shit scene. <laughs> 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 uh, it, <laughs> but I think I, I think some of the things that are so fun about this, right? So Chris Evans shows up, uh, Ransom. Uh, he's being berated by the... <laughs> the other family members you couldn't come to the funeral but you're early but for the will can, reading right <laughs> and and i love i love chris evans in this uh moment right i mean he has such a good you know uh <laughs> when don johnson richard looks at him he's like son and he's like father father <laughs> <laughs> so like arrogant and such a prick you know, know. <laughs> and, and then yeah but he knows he knows what's gonna happen right because mm-hmm. he knows like the will be read it's so, so i mean on a on a kind of a <laughs> well he knows that he's cut out right and but he think... also knows that he also knows the member the whole will is going to marta so he knows everyone in that room has been has been cut out you're right yeah, so that's You're why he's right. there. It's is to enjoy that moment. As they as he know he knows they will all say like you worthless piece of crap and then he's there to gloat and enjoy the moment. You're right. Oh my god. I mean, I missed that because like I <laughs> I interpreted his reaction once they do the will reading where he's laughing as this sort of great realization in the moment and this sort of hilarious irony. Um, but you're right. He had to have known. Otherwise none of this would have happened. <laughs> like none of No, the- exactly. Yeah. Because that's why he skipped the funeral. <laughs> right. To right. go like get the, you know, do the bottles oh, and like, man. and that was the argument that right. he had. Yeah. 
where he eventually said, no, I'm giving it, right. Giving it to Marta. Uh, yes, of course. Because then that's where he brings up the, I never understood why he mentioned that you beat him at go more than I do. So yeah, you're totally right. Uh, so yeah, so he's there just to, (laughs) so he takes all the crap, you know, from everybody and then knows what's coming. Yeah. So that I could see why he would do that because that'd be pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Um, Oh, sure. For his character. I mean, this guy lives in Schadenfreude, right? Like, yeah, precisely. (laughs) There's no better term for it. Yeah. (laughs) The, the eat shit is so funny when, you know, especially, yeah, go ahead. No, because again, because the the lines they're they're talking over each other, so you can like you can hear some, but then you can read them as well. And yeah. like one of them was like Walt saying, "I will not eat shit." He says, "He says I will not eat one iota of shit." That's what he says. That's what he says. which is also an improvised line. <laughs> Look, this is not going to be easy for you, but it'll be good. Nothing good is ever easy. Up your ass, Joni. You've had your teeth in this family's tit for a long time. Up your ass? Oh, very nice. Matter of fact, oh my God. eat shit. No, no. How's that? No. Fact. Do not use that word in front of my son. Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. I would slap that smug smile. Definitely eat shit. Eat shit. You can all eat shit. I'm not eating one. I own it. Shit. And I guess, I guess in the original like script, it was supposed to be fuck you, but like they wanted to keep it PG 13. So I think eat shit was Chris Evans's suggestion. And I think eat shit is way better than fuck you in this scene. It's yeah, so funny. No, it, you're right. That was a good artistic choice to, um, of <laughs> <laughs> which profanity. No, it, I do like just, <laughs> uh, uh it's but so- now the story kicks in though, in a way. Yeah. Um, because up until that point, I had thought I was watching. I thought the movie was going to be about, you know, Marta trying to cover up what happened mm-hmm. and get and get away with it, mm-hmm. right? And that was that's yeah. what was supposed to happen. Um, we still don't know, you know, it, until the end. Really, is like right. why is Blanc? Why is Blanc there? Right. You know what? What is what? Who? Because he doesn't know who paid him. Um, well, but then we find the the mechanisms that are in place. Yeah, I think I think that's another area where this movie plays with the whole whodunit genre because, yeah, like, at exactly. the end of Act One, you see Harlan slit his own throat. Like you, right? So you know that, like, even though we don't know the reveal at the end, we also know that he is ultimately responsible for his own demise. You know, I mean, we. So it's just an, yeah, it's like the, what, what crime are we solving here? (laughs) You know? Yeah. And here's where I start to, I just, yeah, I have to talk about the actual, (laughs) the the mechanisms that make the story work or not work because Uh you do have to believe, you know, that the fun thing about whodunits is they're always filled with like coincidence and improbabilities (laughs) and, you know, people act in a way that's Uh probably not totally normal. Uh Also won't work. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's that. It's the incredible improbability of like, (laughs) I don't want to derail you, but, but I have things to say. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like, like, I mean, obviously, the choice for, for 
he had to make it look. The, well, he, I guess the only weapon he had around was the knife, right? So that's what he's using to Knives kill out. himself. Yeah, yeah, and um, but that would assume then that they would rule it as suicide. But I would still think someone would order a toxicology report, which they did, didn't they? They did. That's the whole thing at the end. Yeah, right? precisely. Yeah. And so the you know, so we would build off of both Marta's assumption and Ransom's assumption right. that that the to- you know, that the toxicology report would come back that he was pumped full of heroin. Uh, well, morphine, but <laughs> oh, whatever. Sorry, <laughs> all the same. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> are are you saying that this famous mystery writer <laughs> has a hole in the plot, <laughs> like a donut, a, like a donut? That's but there's a donut and a hole in that donut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it took me a while to get your donut reference. Oh man, yeah. Actually, get it. Yeah. Um. Right. So. I would think then that, yeah, like, you know, um, Harlan, I mean, all right, so he thinks he's going to die like in 10 minutes. So maybe right. he's not thinking straight, but that there would have been a toxicology report yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, anyway, that would have. So all this elaborate bric-a-brac, right. you know, it <laughs> could have been for nothing anyway. Um, yeah, I I think that is very fair, and I do. I think that is a hole. <laughs> in the plot that is the first hole in the donut of the plot of this movie because I think you're totally right. I think I, it's not. It's it's handled in the movie through the way everything after that unfolds, but but yeah, could have you know was not pre thought right. Right. Um, and I don't think even when, even when Chris Plummer is like, there's something I haven't thought of. Yeah. I, I don't think he's talking about that. Right. Like you see no, the blood on her shoe at the end. And I think that's more like what, what he's getting at. So, so they do a good job of the, um, use of Chekhov's gun, meaning mm. they don't show something right in the movie. They show something early in the movie mm-hmm. that has to have a part in it later yeah very like, much it, it totally bugs me when movies like just have some random thing you think oh that must be important and it never gets shown you know <laughs> in any regard yeah. um you know the fact that he pulls out you know the knife and right. slams it on the table yep. saying you got to know which is the real <laughs> and which is you know mm-hmm. um takes his you know, it, own it, life with the knife and then it, evans tries to kill with right it and even the fact that when he is making those statements, when Chris Plummer is making those statements, he's looking at that knife and he is talking about Ransom, right? He is making statements oh. about Ransom specifically as he's looking oh, at the wow. knife. Yeah. He's like, won't. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so there you go. I mean, to, that's tight story writing. Totally. It, it all, they're all paid off in, in certain ways. So Yeah. So Ransom gets pissed off, leaves the party at some point. Yes. Um, I'm with I'm you so sh- far. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure how much the party is to go. They still have to go. That was actually not intended. How much party is still left. Uh-huh. And uh, he, walks he drives off. Hannah, says, Ransom, are you leaving? Right. And um, so then he 
<laughs> and that little drive down the driveway hatches this okay can we just pause right here because i had the same thought right because he's he's having lunch later with marta and marta is like confessed everything and he's like yeah i had this whole drive and i had this moment of clarity and apparently the moment of clarity was the 10 seconds it takes him to drive past the elephant the car yeah. elephant yeah hatches the yeah. entire thing so, so the like seriously the first thing he thought of was like <laughs> here's what grandpa. i'll do i know my grandfather takes medicine at, and yeah. plays go yeah and the best thing to do then would be to switch the bottles <laughs> so that you know like uh, like no like no one <laughs> like why why do it then i mean right that's the other thing <laughs> Like, it wasn't like he thought, like, the will would be read in a week. Uh, right, He thought right. his grandpa might live for another 20 He's years. He's only, like, he 85, had, right? Yeah. He yeah. had plenty of time <laughs> to come up with <laughs> with a billion other different solutions to this. Like, Chris. What, I mean, did he seriously think, like, my, gran- my grandpa's probably going to die tomorrow. I got to do this tonight. You know? When everyone is there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like, oh. just go home, sleep on it. Think about maybe <laughs> other ideas con- or maybe yeah, like a more convenient way to do this or putting or- a resume together. <laughs> 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 Anything that doesn't involve murdering your own grandfather, maybe. Yeah. And implicating an innocent woman. I don't. I mean, so now that that's that to me was like, seriously, like that's. You came up, and it wasn't like an easy plot either. I mean, he had to. No, it's incredibly convoluted. Right? Yeah, so so <laughs> let's walk through it. What he had to do. Oh, so he... the, Chris, this is like this is like when someone tells you a joke and then explains the joke. It takes all the fun yeah. out of it. <laughs> that's what. I, that's my job. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's been consistent in our relationship. You take all the fun out of it. <laughs> No, I'm I'm game for this because like uh, one of the things well, I, I love about yeah. about about doing this is like you see things differently than I. I I'm like the kid in the candy store who's like <laughs> shiny funny objects. I'm cool to watch. You're like like yeah, but this is all smoke and mirrors and, and uh, uh, what's the word? Um, Harlequin is that the right word? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> magic. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's all magic and illusion. So, so anyway, he. Do you hate magicians too? <laughs> yeah, of course. That's fair. <laughs> the Prestige is my least favorite <laughs> Nolan movie by far. Interesting. No, well, secondly, we've had this conversation. Yeah, that's true. We have had this conversation. <laughs> okay, we'll um, save it for another episode. <laughs> So he would have to know actually a great deal about medications and drugs and dosages and right. all sorts of things to begin with. Totally. Um, and how he did it too was, for, <laughs> and this was, I didn't really catch how this would work because it looked like he methodically used a syringe and pulled out, pulled out 
some of it and then put it in the other one. But wouldn't there like be a third bottle needed to store? Like, I yeah, I I cut just, that because they would they would just be mixed up then. I right? know. I was I was literally like doing the container math. Like there's not enough vessels to carry this liquid to swap yeah, you would, these two things around. Because it seemed like yeah, he just took it. <laughs> what like it? They kept they. Why wouldn't you just swap the labels? Like that to me seems that, like that was easier the fir- that was the first thing I thought. Yeah. It was it was just like he didn't do like <laughs> label swapping would have right. been the traditional way to do this yeah. in mur- murder. You put it over um, uh, you know some boiling water, it steams the label yeah. off, you put it back yeah, on with it, some it rubber just, cement. Right. So <laughs> he, because the whole he didn't have the time to do that, but he did have the time to somehow <laughs> yeah, yes. thimbleful by thimbleful in a syringe, pull each little drop out and swap it around. Yeah, and then have the wherewithal to take away the antidote. Which is another thing. Like, how would you know to do that? I certainly yeah, didn't it, know about any of that. No, I didn't know there was, was such a thing, but you know, maybe his knowledge of recreational drug use knew <laughs> a few things. That's in character. That fits. That that They did reference <laughs> that, so I'll, I'll give him that. But the, the, the method of, like, extracting, um, you know, the two things was... Yeah. Didn't didn't work for me. I just um, wanted to know: is there an extra syringe? I don't know. How, yeah. Anyway, we've- yeah, exactly. That was the other thing. I mean, she would know how many syringes are in her little kit. Yeah. Um, because she could tell by the vicos- the viscosity of the actual stuff. Even you know that was the whole point that that she just instinctively knew right. which was the right bottle without even looking at it, just because of right. she's been doing that all the time so anyway which i'm just um, gonna have to accept because it seems yeah. very far-fetched to me but i don't yeah, know i'm too. not a medical yeah expert, i'm not a you know <laughs> yes I, again that was one of those things it's like okay i have no idea i mean that could be true so when ransom did his little <laughs> murder here yeah he he thought he'd wake up in the morning and hear that his father died of a heroin overdose More that's time. what he thought <laughs> He would have died. He would have died of an unnamed opiate. <laughs> yes, I'll stop doing so, that. All right. So, um, the good stuff, right? The good stuff. That, I assume that's what we. That's what we're basically. Yes. His his story was meant to happen. Right. That that's right. that's what was going to happen. Right. Um, and then he finds out that no, his grandfather slit his own throat. Right. So, so you're your ransom at this point. Uh-huh. So your next step should be what? You would um, like hire a private indef- investigator? <laughs> like, well, that's what I'm wondering. I'm thinking because they're explaining what you know, Benoit's explaining what he did. And yeah. I'm trying to think if that's um well because he had to he had to go back. But see, here's the thing. Like, again, it goes back, like, if there was, he's trying to frame Marta, right? Yes. So, the the toxic, I mean, here, here's, <laughs> how. like, for instance, how do we know that, like, okay, old man Harlan didn't at night just decide, you know what, I'm just going to take a bunch of opiate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then kill myself. Like, right. how could they? Imp- how could they? I mean, it's how could they imp- implicate 
that um, Marta would have been the one that did that. You know what I mean? I don't. That's it's it. That's the yeah. part I've just started to figure out. Like, I don't. I think. <laughs> I think it's a little. <laughs> it's as flimsy as his plan in the first place. I'll just say it's that. Weak, like, it's weak sauce. It's weak sauce. It's, that's it's right. Weak, it Look, is totally David. weak sauce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because yeah because again like he's trying to ransom is trying to use the what the slayer rule the slayer which, rule which it's Jimmy not about did the band Google. it's not the band slayer at all it's about <laughs> something else well because uh, i i think uh they did google it they yes. did, go- I, I, did yeah. I did not google it but I think the Slayer rule is if you're a member of the band Slayer, you get all the inheritances. Because <laughs> Slayer rule. Um, because the movie's so engaging, like you don't like really think too much about like this crap because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, you don't. And uh, and and some of the things that are like the reveals, like right when. Um, when Fran is being rescued or almost rescued by uh, Marta and she, you hear yeah. it as you did this. And then later it's revealed as he did this. Like you did this because you, right. Yeah, yeah. You, you catch those points. Uh, and you're right. Like as an audience, I'm like, uh, I don't care as much, but it doesn't really hold, <laughs> hold up <laughs> too, too much. Scrutiny. Yeah. Because, cause like going and visiting, you know, Ransom goes and visits Fran mm-hmm. early. Um, again, overdoses her with a a unnamed opiate. <laughs> well, and so, but she, in yeah, this case, yeah, in this case, like I mean, he does. He shoots her up with morphine, right? But like, I'm not sure you come back coughing and wheezing from a morphine <laughs> overdose. I mean. No. No, like that's <laughs> no the the odds that she'd even be alive right by the time I don't like I don't think you get Marta gets there is yeah I, who knows I mean I don't I don't think you get woken up by an iPhone's <laughs> flashlight being shown on your face when you've been doped up with that much morphine. <laughs> yes. And then that was the other thing. It's like how would that of I, well I guess okay so that yeah. would have implicated Marta. Because people would say, well, why were you here with Fran in this spooky, empty... Mm-hmm. Um, laundromat or whatever. Laundromat. Yeah. Um, like, what were you doing here? Yeah. And, you know, she would have to explain, okay, I was being... <laughs> I was being blackmailed. Um, <laughs> that wouldn't necessarily implicate her with, again, murder. It yeah. just would have been very suspicious that she was there. Yeah. Um, and that the whole, I mean, again, and the whole toxicology report stuff, I mean, that's pretty funny. I mean, in a sense, like, <laughs> if, all I have to do is burn down the building. <laughs> there, there's no way they have extra copies I, of this somewhere in a database. I, yeah, or emailed, or this is, so we, we just watched Rogue One last week, and apparently this is another system that has no sort of electronic backups or archives. <laughs> Other than the one facility where data is stored. It's like the opposite of, um, you know, um, Dex Machia, like kind of, there's the lack of like reasonable 
technology <laughs> available to lack solve of a problems. solution. Yeah. yeah, like in the modern age, that this literally would never happen. <laughs> I will say this. I will say that you are correct in that a lot of this stuff doesn't really hold much water, but uh, if Ransom's first thought in the 10 second drive down the driveway <laughs> is to formulate this plan, then at least he's consistent in the <laughs> badly planned, overly yes. complicated solutions to his problems. <laughs> no, because no, it, it does. It seems like a really circuitous route to, 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 to do this. Yeah. Um, which, again, makes it makes an interesting story. Yeah. It's like... Have you ever uh, read or seen um, "And Then There Were None"? The, um, the Agatha Christie one. No, it's like one of my. It's one of my. It's probably my favorite Who Done It. Mm. And they have done recently, and uh, maybe it's on Acorn. Uh, there was a. There was. Um, they did a kind of a mini series of it, um, with like um, Sam Neill was in it, Charles mm. Dance. I mean, again, awesome cast of characters. Uh-huh. Um, you know, kind of. Again, like a story that, because the story's so interesting, you overlook like yeah. some obvious like things that normal people just don't right aren't, aren't <laughs> don't do. You're not sophisticated enough, or it's just the hap the happenstance mm-hmm. is just so unlikely that it. But it doesn't take away from the fun, you know what I mean? And yeah. that's what we're, you know, we because we don't know how bad ransom is really until when um, the very last scene that he's exactly. in i think right it, exactly yeah. we don't realize that he's been the manipulator <laughs> of this of this whole thing yeah i mean his last choice in the movie <laughs> after by the way he's been puked on which is yeah such a which great... my, da- my daughter that was the worst scene she could not watch that she just she can watch lots of stuff yeah. but that's too much that was too much but he he <laughs> he has been had right like it's it's out yeah. in the open he has confessed to murdering fran and then his yeah. last decision is to try and kill marta <laughs> before he gets carted away like well that's pretty bad <laughs> yeah, i guess it is consistent with ransom's just totally irrationally poorly just you know he's made a lot of a lot of bad life decisions i think he really. certainly Maybe. has i mean after but, after it's revealed that it's the fake knife he just looks at it and says well <laughs> shit <laughs> last piece mm-hmm. that um you know that yeah so that the, the whole reveal was fun and you have to have that in a movie like this yeah you have to have the will reading yep. <laughs> you, have yep. to have, you have to have the the deceptions and then you have to have the this the the yeah like murder on the orient express yeah. in a moment or whatever the where there's retelling like, of what actually yes happened. like every everyone is yeah. gathered together <laughs> yeah. and, but in this case it was only ransom yeah. but i mean that makes it a satisfying who done it? Mm-hmm. The detective puts it all together for us. Right. And we're like, oh, right, right. Um, but then it doesn't end. Ransom's taken off, and the family's all standing out in the driveway. And then um, Marta comes out with the with the mug, saying, right. "You know, that was the mug from the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie. Like it's my my house, and my then, rules, or my coffee, my house, my rules, something like that." Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't think like. 
Ryan Johnson as a director obviously gets a lot of shit for producing very controversial Star Wars movie. <laughs> that was the movie he did before this, The Last Jedi, yeah. which is so crazy uh-huh. um, when you think about those two movies side by side. Yeah. Um, so she comes out on the terrace or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're they're actually the the soundtrack is playing probably one of my favorite Rolling Stones songs, uh, Sweet Virginia. Mm. And I was trying to think of the meaning of choosing that song yeah. with that scene because the song has nothing to do with anything <laughs> that happened in the movie that right. I can tell. So either he just thought it was a cool song too, or there's something I'm missing. Um, I because it it's it doesn't. I mean, it's hard. It's hard for me to believe it's random. I maybe it is. I agree. I I have no answers for you, but I was thinking the same thing. I was trying to figure out why does this song tie into this moment and. <laughs> I, I, I think I had the same reaction. Like I feel like this has some statement it's trying to make, but right, it, like it did not seem like it. It delivered. I don't know. Yeah, like why? Like, yeah, like I don't know. I'm so hung up on that. <laughs> it's just there's it's just like <laughs> there's something there because I had the same reaction. Either that, or we're both just idiots. Either could be true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's from you know the songs from. It's a country song of an ex- exile on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it's literally just about, <laughs> as far as I know, it, this, it's the only thing I can think of is that um, the song refers to heroin. So I mean, that's why I keep on, re- you know, hmm. it's, it's about drug use. It's about mm-hmm. like this drug binge. <laughs> I don't think, not that I think the Rolling Stones had any of those, but <laughs> they might have used some of them. Yeah, use drugs at one point in their career, um, but yeah, it's about like speed and like heroin and like all this stuff. So, but I don't, I have no idea like what that doesn't. It just didn't make sense. You yeah. could have. Uh. Well, um, apparently, uh, Ryan Johnson during a Q and A explained <laughs> how he picked that song. Okay. And his response was, quote, expensively. That's it. That's great. <laughs> That's the Ryan Johnson. Maybe he just liked me. It's like, I like this song. I always wanted to put in a movie. Um, doesn't, doesn't mean shit. <laughs> well, do you ever feel like you're just being had? Right by like writers or directors, just like all the time. Yes, I'm, I would do the same thing if I was them. I so did. That's why I did the same thing in high school in every English class. It's like every paper. It's like what other worth, worthless garbage can I put in here that feels important but is complete garbage? <laughs> oh man, you know. As, no, I, I I do think they do that. As much as you get dissected, you would have to, right? You would just, ha- you could not, you couldn't resist the urge to just put bullshit symbolism <laughs> in there, right? Good Lord. Two movies ago, we did The Lighthouse, like. Uh... Yeah, which was just an exercise in self-gratification. <laughs> well, it was sort of a theme of the movie. That's what I mean. It's like. <laughs> It's suitable for that film, I guess. But even like going back to just artists in general, like I remember um, it it was uh, John Lennon was talking about Bob Dylan. Yeah. And it was after, I think, 
um, I Am the Walrus was released <laughs> as on. Uh-huh. And they were asking him about it and, you know, what does it mean? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, he's like, Dylan gets away with like lyrical murder. Because he goes, I, it's basically saying, I swear that guy just puts in a bunch of crap. Yeah. And he loves, he loves it when people analyze it and try to give it meaning. And he's just messing with them. Yeah. And I think Lennon kind of felt he would do the same thing. It's yeah. like, I know that's going to be, people are going to like put symbolism and meaning into all this stuff. And it's just like, I wrote down a bunch of words when I was high, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you do, if you do have a director who, you know, has, is competent, um, maybe they just do. Maybe yeah. it's just like, this was fun to put in there. I just, I just felt like doing it. Totally. <laughs> uh, so Chris, do you feel like knives out saved the world? <laughs> um, so, you know, my initial answer would have, like, actually, my first thought was like, no, it didn't. It was a good movie, and I liked it and uh-huh. stuff like that. Um, it was actually a movie I, I like a lot uh-huh. and watched. I would have watched again just for the fun of it. Yeah. Um, and it's a good example of this genre, which mm-hmm. is usually pretty poorly done. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, it's not. That's why we don't have a lot of good examples of this kind of movie. Yeah. Um, but there are some points in the movie that actually, I mean, the problem is, I don't know if this is the vehicle to launch um, <laughs> discussions on immigration and race Fair. relations and, Fair. and economic disparity. Fair. <laughs> so, um, although it was, it was fun that it was in there, yeah. um, you know, it, did, it didn't necessarily have to be, but you did make a good point saying, but it does show just the blindness mm. of the entitlement that these these rich white people have mm-hmm. uh, that they didn't work for shit and they were given <laughs> so much right. and they feel like what, that everyone else should have to get inherit a bunch of money? No, no. They think like they put a different set of values on people right. um, that they, that against the privilege that they've been shown. Mm-hmm. And it is, I mean, in that way it did, it, it, it actually, I think they could have got away with even playing out that a little more, mm. showing like um, Harlan's being just desp- <laughs> despising his family, <laughs> even though he does own up to the fact that I created this as well. Yeah, um, yeah. You do get that sense, like I, you know, enable. Basically, he enabled them. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's not he's not innocent in this. He did. <laughs> it's his family, mm-hmm. and he did he did create this situation right. in a lot of ways. So. Um, but no, I mean it didn't. It it didn't. It it's a good movie, but I can't say that it saved the world this time. Yeah, I agree, and I I agree with the um, <clears throat> those bigger points. And and to your point, like, is this the right venue? Like, I I don't think <laughs> that anyone anyone who already feels differently isn't going to have their mind changed by this movie right no that that's exactly (laughs) because it is not like like as much as i agree with the things that they're saying it's also a condescending way and like if you were someone on the other side that believed differently like there's no like let's show the real human you know you know what i mean yeah it's it's you're gonna like be like well this is this is liberal elite bullshit and i don't have to pay attention to it right precisely it's not like over the top yeah satire like the hunt yeah. <laughs> or thoughtful examination 
of like blind spotting, right. which which it's like th- that just shows the complexity yeah. of those of this dynamic. No, this movie it's sh- it's 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 shoehorned in there to yeah. an extent because it's it's you know you're preaching to the choir. You know what I mean? Yep. The kind of people they're not going to like go home angry like can you believe this yeah you know no i mean they're, they're not gonna think too much about it yeah i you're definitely right and and you know as much as i like i said i i picked the key scene that i picked because i i think it i think there's a lot of valid criticisms of our culture and mythology and society in here but um I think that because I believe those things and it could turn people off who would just like a good mystery movie, you know? <laughs> <Right>. So, <laughs> so anyway, I think it's funny. I like it in there, but you know, I, I think you're right. It's not, it's not going to change any minds. All right. Well, Chris, I have a, would you rather for you? Um, yeah, I really can't imagine <laughs> what this is gonna be i never I, can but I, this i don't fun. know why this i it, it took me so long to come up with a, a would you rather i was having a hard time finding things that would well i was having a hard time finding things that would be disagreeable to you so this is a little <laughs> my mindset of how can i torture you with this question oh well that's yeah that's, i would think you think about that all the time usually yeah it's usually it's it's not always the first thought when i wake up but usually at least the second is torturing chris so uh, my would you rather has to do with two characters in this movie that we didn't spend too much time on oh. um <laughs> we, spent, we, we touched on each a little bit but would you rather be, as a human being, uh, <laughs> the granddaughter Meg or the mm-hmm. grandson Jacob? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, actually, it's, I mean, all right. They, <laughs> they're both at those, that ends of the spectrum of, like, people I don't want to hang out with. Uh-huh. But... No, I, I couldn't live with myself if I was the grandson. <laughs> yeah, it, it has to be Meg in her worthless pursuit of whatever she's doing. <laughs> no, they, they were the most, un, I mean, they were all unlikable in this movie, in a, in a sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the, like the family, but um, the, the grandkids in general were just so... <laughs> awful you're right i mean it kind of filters down right it's like it's like this distillation of like uh, uh the worst of see and uh, like my thought with meg is like like jacob is a alt-right troll but he's honest about it meg, meg is like i'm this i'm i'm on your side marta you're part of this oh family. i know and i just like ugh, i hated her because she was so like phony until and the money goes right. away <laughs> yeah, no, but you're right. At least, I mean, Jacob didn't pretend to be anything other than <laughs> what he was. <laughs> Which was joyless. And Meg was one of those, like, just phony yeah. people who, like, I don't know. Like, they, yeah. they think, yeah, the kind of person that would probably, after you left the room, just say, oh, he's so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 
so for next week, yes, um, or next episode, whenever we do this, the um, daily, <laughs> yes, a couple of times a day, <laughs> I'm doing podcasts with you. The um, this this genre, not, what, what do we call them? Themes. Yeah. It's a theme. The theme is um, a really good movie that suddenly goes sideways. Okay. All right. Interesting. So, so what this means is that it's not. I'm not talking about like an M Night kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, like where he's like, oh, and we were all, yeah, whatever. No, this is this isn't a movie. This is not a twist. Uh-huh. This is a movie that made for some reason a genre switch from a perfectly fine movie. To a not as good movie after that, huh. um, and I don't know if you can even guess right. And probably I don't know if you've seen it. I think you have. Mm-hmm. So the movie I chose is um, by Danny Boyle, and it's 2007's Sunshine. I do you know this movie? I don't think I do. I know Danny Boyle, uh, but I don't think I've seen this movie. All right, so this movie was a box office bomb, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but it was really good. Huh. Um, it has it. It actually has Chris Evans again in a kind of a non really? Chris Evans Chris Evans role. It has Michelle Yao, Rose Byrne, uh, Killian Murphy, yeah. um, Benedict Wong. Um, again, this is like an awesome ensemble cast, huh. and it's about uh, it's about a, a mission to the sun, um, like S U N. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and it's, they're they're astronauts, and they have to to basically restart the sun is kind of the plot, <laughs> which totally happens. But um, it's a really gripping movie, and then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when it happens. Okay, the movie the movie completely changes, and what was once a fine movie, I in my opinion becomes something else. <laughs> Something else not as good. So. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, this is a great theme because I feel like I've got my like backlog of those same candidates. So this this could be <laughs> yeah. a fun one and it, to keep. And doing. sometimes it works when yeah. when movies do that. Predator totally. mm-hmm. went went from yep. this action genre to yep. this gritty like mm-hmm. crazy ass you know, yeah. and like that was like wow. But here's here's an instance where that didn't. <laughs> Where the director, a competent, good director, uh-huh. like Danny Boyle, yeah. uh, made, a, made a poor choice. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, I am looking forward to that. I have not seen this movie. I love so many people in it. Um, I'm really yeah. looking to see a Chris Evans from 2007. Um, that'll be yeah. fun. Um, <laughs> it's so, it's so I, weird. I love Killian Murphy, and, um, and I love Danny Boyle. So awesome. Looking forward to it. <clears throat> Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Chris, this has been a fun one to talk about. This is such yeah, a Yeah, and I've still got to think about that. Like, anyway. But. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, it's a, it, it, it was a, it's a good movie. Yeah. I like this movie yeah. a lot. Yeah, and, me uh, too. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, tune in next week. I don't know why I said tune in. You don't tune in. It's a podcast. You just download it. So download next week. <laughs> Uh, when we will talk about the 2007 film Sunshine. 